All right. So Chrissy, welcome to the Kinsling Kindness podcast. Um, I know you through Kinergy and some other uh, meditation and things that we've done together. Um, and I just want to thank you for joining me and for opening up and sharing what you know with myself and all of my listeners. Um, I figured that we could maybe start by you telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. Thanks so much for having me. So excited to be on. And yeah, so uh, where to begin? Um, you know, just born and raised in New Jersey, always like to start there. Um, New York East Coast gal, but currently in Santa Monica living that West Coast life, which has been fun and interesting. Love. I uh, really, you know, grew up as a dancer, it's a huge part of my identity. I uh, ended up shifting after undergrad into um, the occupational therapy world and getting my license in OT to really help people uh, transform their health and their well being from the inside out. And after sort of entering into the medical field, I began to become disenchanted with how I was able to help people and became really inspired to create my own business so that I had free reign to help people on a, you know, mental psychosocial level at the deepest place. So that's when I sort of kickstarted my own journey and have now after a few years arrived at a point of running my own coaching business, helping people with their own self-mastery, meaning like really becoming unstoppable at going after what you want of being who you fully, who you are by, uh, transforming your mind body connection. I love that. And I actually did a reading with you. Well, not reading, but, um, a session with you, um, to go deeper into my gene keys. Um, and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about, uh, the program that you have, which is going into, gene keys and really getting to like the nitty gritty of basically like who we are and why we do the things we do. Am I right when I say that? Yes, absolutely. So yes, in my coaching journey, I have just yet to find a tool that is more transformative, more impactful, more, um, of a catalyst to people really finding their versions of success and fulfillment than the gene keys. And so suddenly very organically, my coaching just became centered around the gene keys as sort of that primary roadmap and tool. And the reason for that is, is because yes, it's, it's a tool for self-discovery, but it goes beyond that um, by really helping us identify those archetypes of fear that are really dictating our lives behind the scenes or underneath the surface and uh, really uh, not only helping us pinpoint and becoming aware of how those fear-based um, patterns are pulling the strings, but then actually what the higher purpose of those fear patterns are, right? So we, when we start to realize that that fear, that pattern is actually just a portal to our like most authentic and higher expressions of self, then suddenly it doesn't become so scary. Suddenly it doesn't become so limiting. It actually becomes really empowering. And um, it, I think it's a whole new lens and way of like looking at your life by looking through the lens of this, this tool, the gene keys. Absolutely. And fear a lot of the time is 
what holds us back from doing anything that we really feel like we're called to do or you know we may be wanting to do um but we're not sure because of the unknown and all of that so um gene keys like discovering more about what's holding you back allows you to actually break free from whatever has been holding you back for so long which i love exactly that's so fascinating Exactly. It's like, imagine just um, instead of sort of ruminating about it and and looping those same, like trying to figure it out through your mind and your thoughts, you actually have this tool to reflect back to you what's really going on. So then you can recognize it and say, oh yeah, that is what it is. And so it's just kind of a like I, I really th- do think of it as a roadmap. And I would even argue to say, kind of going back to the first point you just made, you know, everything that's holding us back from what we want to do comes down to fear. Anything, like you can call it whatever you want. And that's the whole point of the gene keys, right? Like there are 64 yeah. different names for, for fear or 64 different manifestations of how fear can show up in the human experience. And the gene keys lays that out. Uh, and so we can call it so many different things, procrastination, people pleasing, impatience, um, you know, superficiality, but underneath all of those humanistic tendencies is really just fear driving the show. It's unbelievable. And I'm a big procrastinator. So when I found out um, in my session with, with you, it was like, oh, wow, like procrastination is not me being lazy. Cause I think that's a lot of what people perceive it, especially if you are a procrastinator, it's like, oh, well, I know I have to do this. Why am I not doing it? Um, but actually knowing why you procrastinate is like, it, it blew my mind. It was like, wow, you know, it was eye-opening and it made me not feel so bad about mm-hmm. myself. And, you know, cause I could never explain why I procrastinate. You know, I just have always done it and I didn't know why. Um, but when you told me that it was like, um, it's just the brain reacting to protect you from, you know, yeah, from the unknown, you know, the, it's so interesting. Yeah, it, it, that's why I thank you for explaining that because I think that's such, it's such a relatable thing how many of us out there procrastinate. I'm like raising my hand for sure. <laughs> and um, we come to, in life, we come to self-identify with these limiting patterns. And so we start to say, I'm a procrastinator or I'm just lazy or I'm undisciplined. And it's actually yeah. none of those things. It's just that your fear related to whatever you're procrastinating about is stronger than your willpower. It's stronger than the other option because your body is trying to protect itself due to some sort of thing that happened in your past. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Um, now you said there were 64 ways that fear manifests. Um, are there a few that are more common? Um, Cause I know it really depends on the person, but are there any that are really, really just like the top five or 10? Mm, good question. So because the um, the ones that are in your personalized profile are based on your birthday, there isn't necessarily uh, 
ones that are more popular than others. It's just really dependent on sort of your personal, um, you know, birthday and time and all that information. I'm sure if I really looked into it, like I think certain birthdays or times of year are more popular than others. So I bet you some Mm -hmm. of us have certain patterns that are more prominent. And I, I think if we also looked at like the patterns of humanity, there are probably definitely some that are more prevalent than others in the system for sure. I would say that in my own experience working with them, there are a few that have tended to come up more than others. Mm -hmm. And that would be just some off the cuff would be, you know, the shadow or the fear of Mm half-heartedness. Another one is the um, shadow or the fear of codependency. And I would say another, um, primary one that often comes up a good amount is also the shadow and the fear of uh, addiction. And all these words mean a lot in our modern language, but in the system, they have their own sort of meaning. So you don't want to necessarily always take it at face value, but I can go further into those really quickly if you think that would be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So you know, when we talk about half-heartedness, again, that doesn't necessarily seem like a a manifestation of fear, but half-heartedness at its core is really the fear of commitment, right? It's the fear, it's the fear of putting all your eggs in one basket, or you can even call it FOMO, right? Fear of missing out on another option Mm -hmm. um, that causes us to straddle, you know, and kind of not fully go this way, not fully go that way. Um, Or even if we do commit to something, we're still thinking about the other thing. Mm -hmm. And that is such an exhausting, taxing, um, limiting place to be because what it's saying is that you don't trust yourself. And you don't trust the decision or the thing that you're actually committing to enough to fully dive in. And when you're in that in-between place, you end up, of course, not fully applying yourself, of course, not fully being present with it. So naturally, the results that end up happening there are probably not going to be what you want them to be, right? So if you're not fully committed to a relationship, if you're not fully committed to your job, if you've ever had this experience of not fully being committed to um, even a a plan that you make on the weekend, isn't it so taxing? Then suddenly you're at this plan and you don't want to be there and you're thinking about how you don't want to be there. And it just becomes like such a horrible, like just not great thing. Um, Yeah, it consumes you. you. It consumes you. And then you get home and you're like, I wish I didn't do that. And so it's just, it's taking up your precious time, also energy and no one's got the time for that. Right. Like that's not, and that's making us vibe in a really low frequency. Um, so that's what the whole gene keys things is is about is that we end up vibing at these low fear-based frequencies and although we're very resilient and our bodies can handle it for a really long time, ultimately they break down, right? We get burnt out, random diseases pop up, you know, heart conditions take a hold. And we think it's because of this, because of that, because of this. And oftentimes it's the inner environment, that inner state that we're experiencing. That's like at the root of so many of these issues. Yeah. You're draining yourself. Exactly. In essence. Yeah. Um, Can you go into the addiction uh, one that you said? Yeah, sure. Sure. So the shadow of addiction is just um, shining light on any pattern of addiction that you have. And this doesn't mean drug addiction, right? Or alcohol right. or substance abuse. It, it can mean like 
food. It can mean, you know, numbing out with TV. It can mean distracting yourself with um, relationships that actually aren't like filling up your cup at all, but you're addicted to the external validation or the, you know, thrill that you get, you know, momentarily when you're with that person, whatever it may be. And so, um, you know, the shadow is just like when you're kind of in an addictive pattern underneath that is really, um, a fear of something else. And so, and what we're doing is we're trying to avoid facing that we're trying to avoid having to be honest with ourselves, probably due to shame or guilt because we don't want to face whatever it is. Um, so that we end up like numbing out or, trying to distract ourselves from the actual thing. So oftentimes when I work with this shadow with people, you know, we discover that again, their, their quote unquote addiction, right. To, to food and to feeling comfort through food actually isn't because they're, they're undisciplined or, you know, they're this or that they, um, you know, should, should feel disappointed because they just ha- don't have any control. It's none of that. It's actually their, um, eating to not have to face the fact that they're actually really unhappy with their career, but they don't actually believe that they can do anything else because in their past, they've been told that they're not intelligent enough. They're not smart. You know, they're not good enough. And so, um, when you kind of unpack that, that truth that they're trying to avoid by numbing out, then we can really get to the heart of what's fueling their behavior. And we can say, is it really food that you want? Or is it a sense of satisfaction that you're not getting through your work? And that's so important to you. Mm-hmm. Let's dive into how we can reform that part of your life. Wow. So, um, somebody, let's say who has, um, you know, done a session with you and all of these, realizations have come to bloom, right? What would kind of be the next steps um, that someone would take? Let's say maybe if they do find out that they're addicted to food for not the food itself, but for that comfort, like you had said. Um, Do you think that they would need like maybe to meet with a, a doctor or is, is it some, is there something that they can do on their own um, to kind of move forward and? Good question. Um, yeah. So this is like definitely a multi-layered answer and, yeah. and I'm glad you asked it. Cause I think that's what a lot of people wonder. They're like, so what do I do with this information? Right. right? Um, so the first thing that I'll say is that of course it's very, uh, personal to the situation and, and what the person is going through, right? Because there are degrees of how this fear shows up and how much this fear interferes with their well being. So sometimes, yeah, I am all for a multidisciplinary approach when people need supports from different angles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's going to take maybe a little bit more than just themselves or a coach. Um, however, I will say that we, we often underestimate the power and the impact of awareness alone, right? So I'm like such a big proponent of education and for connecting the dots between the science and the spirituality of how something works. Because when you understand it, then that those insights alone crack open like a whole new level of like, wow, I, I didn't connect those dots before. And now a whole new trail seems to be possible. It's almost like a whole new, you know, window of opportunity opens up. So I would just say like that awareness 
is huge. Even once people leave my session and have the awareness on the call, the awareness is taking that with them into their daily life. So they go, oh, wow, I see addiction in action or, oh, I see half-heartedness playing out here. Like now I can, now I'm making sense of what's going on in my life. That is massive. And then when you're talking about that sort of next step, again, I work closely with people to make like kind of like a really tailored action plan to like relate Mm -hmm. to them. But I would say overall, it becomes a matter of uh, how you are going to retrain your mind and body to trust that it's safe to do something, to be something else and to do something else. When you, when we live into that fear, so let's say half-heartedness or addiction, and we're living into that pattern and reinforcing it over the course of our life. Right. And we wake up and we wake up and we go, oh my God, this isn't serving me. And this isn't even me. It's just my fear. We need to retrain the mind and body to, to associate safety with a new normal. Right now it thinks this normal is safe. And while it's technically, it's not safe, it's just familiar. So it feels safe, but we need to retrain the body. So basically it becomes this action plan of what I call trust training, where you have to retrain your mind and body to trust that it can take a different action, be a different person, step into a new thing. Um, And that kind of requires this incremental, like, I would say action plan that builds upon itself. Right. Yeah. So there are different things that like you can do to self-educate and then there are other steps that go deeper into, you know, like, I guess, depending on what your goals are personally, um, along with the information that you have from the session, then you can kind of see where it has to go. Yes. And if you don't mind, like, I would love to even just point out that like, you know, something that we talked about together when talking about your gene keys, like you're saying was the procrastination piece. And part of that, we connected the dots with like you wanting to take action on this podcast. And so what you did was you pretty like quickly then jumped into action and created the foundation to get this podcast going. And that in and of itself, like your body was previously afraid to take that action by doing it by stepping into that and moving through it and then going, oh, wow, like I didn't die. Right. This worked out well. The sky is still where it is. You're giving <laughs> this, yeah, the sky's still above me. The ground's still below me. Yeah. Um, you actually gave your body a new lived experience. So now when you try to do, when you try to now build on the next phase of this, or you try to take that next step outside of your comfort zone, you've now shown your body like, it's going to be okay. You know? Yeah. You will survive it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And it's so funny that you brought it up because I was going to say, you know, this podcast is, you know, big thanks to you because shortly after our session, you know, I had been thinking about this for, it had to have been a year um, prior and it was something that I wanted to do. And, but I just, I, I couldn't, (laughs) it wasn't that I didn't want to, I genuinely wholeheartedly wanted to, but I just could not bring myself to actually press record um, for a year. And once we met um, over, you know, Zoom for the session, then it was like, okay, I just gotta 
do it because I'm standing in my own way and I got to just do it. It'll be fine. And I have to say like after the, I would say after the second episode that I recorded um, is when I felt more at ease, like just if it came more naturally to me. So now instead of it being something that was like looming or daunting, now it's actually something that I'm really enjoying. Um, And, you know, the whole point of it is to help other people to be kind to themselves and to be kind to others. And I think that one huge way to do that is by being your best self, because if you get your best self, others get it too. Absolutely. Yes. So thank you for for (laughs) shedding the light and for, um, you know, opening up this whole new pathway that has come uh, into my journey. It's been, it's so so fun and, uh, and I'm really enjoying it. So I had to pay it forward and, uh, and do an episode with you so that my listeners can reap the benefits of it also. Um, Another thing that I was curious about, have you actually gone into your gene keys? Yeah, like explored yeah, um, your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. I mean, that was my introduction to the system was my own self-exploration. Um, you know, I was doing it solely for myself and, and navigating this, you know, a few years ago now um, and, you know, studying under the founder and just really getting clear on how the system works. And then it was just this natural sort of evolution of starting to realize that everything I was learning in the self-growth world Um, and everything that was really making a difference in me shifting into more alignment with my authentic self and and leading a life that I actually wanted to lead. Um, The gene keys just provided that, that sort of foundation, Um, you know, because I was learning, oh, shadow work is really important, right? Getting to the heart of your um, limiting beliefs that live in your subconscious mind and like, oh, nervous system regulation is important. Like, it's really important to like learn how fear shows up in your body and learn how to regulate that. And then it's like gene keys to me just bridges the gap between all of that because it gives a name to how it's all showing up and to what's going on in your, your mind and in your body, um, so that you can then do something with it. So, so yeah, I started exploring mine first and then it just became this evolution. And so now you're able to take that and help other people to discover what holds them back so that they can break through and break free in essence. Exactly. They can break free and they can really unlock, you know, pun intended, um, <laughs> they can unlock their, their potential that's in their DNA, right? Because that's the whole idea is that we, with, with the recent discoveries in, in the science field of epigenetics and not to get too sciencey, but sometimes mm-hmm. I find it, people find it interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, in, epi, in epigenetics, we know now that our, uh, environment and behavior shapes, Uh, or dictates how our genes get expressed, right? So we're all born with the genes that we have and we can't change those genes, but we can change how our genes get expressed. And so if we have 
environmental factors both outside of us and inside of us. So the neuro neurochemicals we're releasing, which has everything to do with your mood, your attitude, you know, what you feed yourself, your activity, all that stuff switches on or switches off certain gene expressions. And you can imagine that the more high vibe, elevated, positively oriented, aligned you're feeling, the more positive your genetic expression is going to be expressed and therefore yeah. your health, your well-being is going to reap the benefits of that. So this is about getting into that higher frequency by figuring out what the lower fear-based frequencies are really all about in your particular personal journey. Wow. And the fact that it completely affects everything, you know, like if, I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing. It's, it really is how you can, you know, you are basically shutting yourself down without knowing it kind of. Yeah. Well, that's, that's like the big secret, right? It's like, once you start to realize that again, no blame. It's just unintentionally we're sabotaging ourselves. Um, and again, because we're built to, and that sounds, I, that sounds bizarre, but we're built for survival. So we're built right. to always let our fear run the show. And the thing is, is that we live in a time where our imminent survival isn't being threatened, right? Yeah. So we're not living at a time where you know, lions are chasing us or, you right. know, we need to more or less, right? Like there's right. unsafe situations in the modern world. Right. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, since, since we now live in a world where the goal isn't just to survive, it's to thrive, mm -hmm. then going on is saying, or like our subconscious mind and body is saying, follow the fear. The fear needs to run the show so that you're safe. And this is what we found you need to do in order to be safe, but you're thriving mind and body. So that higher consciousness is saying, but I want to do this. I want to step outside my comfort zone. I want to have more for myself. I want to thrive. And so essentially what we're doing is we're just needing to rewire our survival uh, patterning to turn it into thriving patterning. Yeah. So that we're not in survival mode all the time. Right. Cause that's honestly, that's the truth of the matter is that the mo that the majority of us are operating in survival mode and it's not our fault. Uh, it's just a product of how we're built, but we are now at a place in our human and humanity's evolution, both like externally and internally within our bodies to say, oh, wow, we don't need to just get by. We can do more than that. Right. And you know? actually feel fulfillment from what we're doing. Mm hmm Yes. Well, I love this. Um, so if somebody is interested in having, um, a gene key session with you, who would be able to, what would they need, um, kind of give a little bit maybe of information on the 
basics and, and what they would need? Absolutely. So if someone's interested to explore deeper, I recommend, uh, of course, you know, heading to my website, chrissypapetti.com, where you can find that opportunity to not only learn more, but to proceed with a gene key session if that feels like an aligned fit. And fortunately on that page, there's um, a lot to explore, including like, you know, uh, vocalized experiences from past clients or people who have shared more about their experience. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, they can read through those and see if that resonates. They'll just kind of want to dab their feet in mm-hmm. and just like even look into like, what are these gene keys? Um, I have, and you can find this on my website as well. I have a three-part video series, like that's super quick, just breaking down like the very basics of like, what the heck are these keys and why do they matter? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I always recommend, you know, going back to the source material, if you'd like. So going to genekeys.com, that's where, that's the founder's website. And he has like a whole series of information and resources there. Um, It's just like, it's a different vibe because it's just sort of learning the system by itself. And then mine is sort of learning the system with a practical application lens. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And you also have something new that's coming out shortly, right? Which I'm so yes. excited about. <laughs> yeah. So that was, um, I kind of gave like a little teaser right there. So it, that is actually my three-part video series oh, that okay. I was just um, referencing. So it's going to be, um, yeah, just a free uh, download that just has uh, these three videos breaking down the ins and the outs of the gene keys in a really digestible way. I find that one of the biggest challenges is people are like, oh, cool. I hear the gene keys and they, they, they go to Google it and they're like, well, what the hell is that? Like, I, like, I'm not sure what this is still. Um, so I'm like, we need a resource that breaks it down like really simply and not in like artsy language, but in a very practical way. So that is, uh, yeah, that'll be out. Um, I'm, I believe by the time this is aired. So. Yay. So excited. I can't wait to, uh, to go and, and download and it's free, which is nice. So yes, everybody gets a little taste and, uh, and hopefully they'll go and explore it and then want to dive deeper because it really is interesting and it's, um, so beneficial and, and super helpful, especially if psychology and all of this kind of stuff is what you're into and very interested in. Um, which I've always been, um, and I know you have too. Um, so I totally, totally recommend, and you're like the sweetest and you know so much. And so I'm sure that, um, whoever is listening, I mean, they should run now. (laughs) They should definitely run now. Thank you, Daniela. I appreciate Um, that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and I think, we're all good. Um, is there any information that the person would need to bring with them to the session or have available? Like any specific um, um, information? No, I mean, just the only thing would be, um, you know, as accurate of birth information as you can. So like, of course, you'll have your, your birth date and all that, but where, where you were born, like location and um, the birth time is just essential to be able to get this as accurate as possible possible. 
Um, so having that information, sign up for a session with me, you'll just want to fly in and I'll send you your personalized profile that we're going to use during the session. Okay. I love it. Um, well, Chrissy, thank you so much for giving your time and your energy and explaining all of this good stuff. Um, and I hope to have you back on to explore more information and new resources that you have uh, when the time comes. Mm, thank you, Danielle. I appreciate it. All right. Um, you can follow me at, at Kindling Kindness Pod. Um, on Instagram. And like Chrissy said, you can find information at chrissypapetti.com. And we'll see you next time.